a very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast with your host, Paul Lowe. Paul offers wisdom, insights and tips for living a healthy, meaningful, purposeful life. On the back of overcoming extreme adversity, Paul has a proven track record of achieving life-enhancing results. He offers empowering advice and guidance to help people develop a mindset for success so that they can live with more happiness and prosperity. Through his Mastering the Game of Life podcast and books, Paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world, as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organisations in their development, fundraising and projects. Hello listeners and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode where today I'm joined by somebody, a gentleman from my hometown in Nottingham, England. And uh, yeah, I mean, the point of the uh, this conversation, Kev, this dance, if you will, is a small matter of a book that we're both involved with called, would you believe, Mastering the Game of Life. And you've put a chapter in that book, haven't you, called, uh, well, I'll let you tell the listeners what it's called and, and why you wrote it. So uh, over to you, Kev. I've always wondered in my life while we were here, um, um, what life was all about and did we just come here and have go through all this these lessons and tortures and stuff like that and then just die and go home what was that all about so i've kind of looked into this and researched it and i've realized that we actually come here to learn lessons so the title of the chapter is i agreed to do what <laughs> because when we're and I believe when we're sitting in spirit before we come here, we sit with our guides and other people and they we work out, we discuss what it is that we want to learn, what we want to experience, what can further our growth. And therefore we write our book and we star in our films and we get the T-shirt and we think everything's hunky-dory up there. And we'll agree, yeah, we'll do that. that. That's no problem. I can handle that and I can handle this. And, oh, yeah, go on, let's chuck in a bit of, I don't know, rape and pillage or whatever. I'll go through that as well. But then we get born and we go through the veil of forgetfulness. And then all these things come into our life on cue. And the drama unfolds. And unfortunately, we're human and we get dragged into this drama and depending on how we learn the lesson and how we cope with it we either come through it the other side a stronger person or we may have a breakdown or we might turn to an addiction whether it's food drink drugs or whatever because we want to run away because it's it's just been an overload it's been too much and what I've learned to do recently is to try and step back from the drama and realize, is it my drama or is the person that's perpetrating it, is it their issues that they're projecting at me? And if so, well, they can go away and deal with it themselves. Or maybe we may want to point it out to them. Um, Or is it my issue? Is there something in there for me to learn? If they're having a go at me and they're triggering me, there's a lesson there for me now what is it what what does my ego not like about what they're saying um 
and so once you start stepping back and you start listening and 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 learning from this and you move on from it i'm not to say it won't come back at a later date just to test you to make sure you have released it but you kind of release it and then once you've got rid of all of this stuff that's been back holding you down it's a bit like paddington at the station with his suitcase you know leave the suitcase on the platform just get on the train um and you find that your vibration goes up and you just start attracting better things you get into the flow and synchronicities happen and people and places and events lead you on to the next stage and and then there'll be more lessons because we never stop learning lessons the day we stop learning lessons is the day to go back home again because there's no, no point being here anymore but hopefully the lessons are not as severe and maybe they're nicer and they lead us more into our abundance and i don't mean just money i mean health wealth love whatever it may be Mm. So is there something in that then, Kev, just listening to you speak there that, you know, there's, I think, listeners, how many times have you heard somebody say, oh, we've had a lesson and until we've learned that lesson, that lesson's going to keep repeating itself. I mean, is that what you was you was kind of saying there, Kev? Yeah, it certainly is. Because I mean, look at some people with relationships. They go into a relationship mainly because they don't love themselves and they have a lack of self-worth and they think that they need somebody else to compliment them. However, if they did love themselves and had their own self-worth, they would realize you don't need somebody else to compliment you, but you may want somebody else in your life to share it with. And because then they go into this relationship and it doesn't work out after however long a period of time, and they split up, but more or less straight away, they'll get into another relationship and another relationship and everything just keeps repeating. Whereas if they step back and went back and had a look at all these relationships and why they went wrong and what was going on and healed themselves from that, the next relationship they go into, I'm not saying it won't be challenging, however it may be longer lasting and more deep because you've come to realize you don't need that person but you may want them and also in a lot of relationships the partners are not honest with each other it doesn't have to be the love relationship it could be business relationship friendship whatever but people don't like to be honest with each other because they don't they're frightened of upsetting the other person. Well, yes, if you're going to just lash out at people, that's not the way to do it. But if you did come from it from a more constructive point of view, and maybe just put, point out, well, what if we did it like this? Or have you thought of doing it like that? And just so seed so they can go away and think about it. And then they may come back to you and give you a response that will be more favourable than just, two people having a tongue lashing at each other. Mm. So this, um, you've not used the word, Kev, but I know in, uh, you know, we've recently had an excellent, beyond excellent conversation. I think you know the one I'm talking about. Um, yes. It was, I mean, I've reflected so deeply. What a gift that conversation was. What a gift. And within that conversation, listeners, 
there was a word mentioned called contract. Might be a good opportunity, yes. uh, Kev, to introduce this concept called contract for the benefit of our listeners. Okay. So when we're in spirit, before we're coming here, and we're going through our life plan and who's going to come in and who's going to leave at certain times and who's going to do what, I call that our soul contract. So then when we come to earth, and believe me, the ones that treat us the worst are normally the people that love us the most in spirit because they're the ones that have the gumption, if you like, to stand up and come down here to teach us the harshest lessons. So the contract is that you, you pick your parents, you pick your brothers and sisters, um, you may agree to be bullied at school, or you may be the school bully, because you have to experience both sides of the coin. Uh, and then everything else that happens in your life it's like people come in stage right and exit stage left at the set times. Yes, we have free will. And yes, we can try and scupper it because we want, we feel that we need to go and do other things. But when you try and do that, a majority of the time, it's like you're banging your head against a brick wall. And so, again, it's another lesson. Do you want to carry on trying to smash your head against the brick wall to break through it? when if you think outside the box, you may be able to go round it or over it, or it may just be, it's not that path you're supposed to be on. So you need to do a complete 180 and go in the other direction. And then all of a sudden things start to become easier and all these things appear to help you on your path because you're on the right path. Mm. It, 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 it's just amazing the concept of sitting back and looking at life from a different perspective. So interesting word you use there, Kev, free will. So, you know, just for the benefit, for clarity, um, how, how does that play out? So are you saying then that within our contract, that every path and every um, part of our journey is mapped out? Where does free will play a part in this? Okay, this is quite a, a hard concept to explain because I'm led to believe that our whole soul doesn't come down and doesn't manifest on earth. There are slight pieces of it, if you like, but it can come down and they say that we live all of our lives at the same time. So where we think we had a past life as, I don't know, Cleopatra living in Egypt or whatever, it isn't really a past life, it's a simultaneous life and so we can cross timelines so there might be just for instance three Kevs living at this time and place going about their lives and I come to a point, a fork in the road where I have to make a decision and depending on that decision, I may swap timelines with Kev number two, who's made a decision that brings him into my timeline. And then we carry on living the, the new timelines for a while. And then we may swap back again, or we may even change to yet another timeline. 
it, it's all very complicated and sort of quantum physics stuff, but the decisions you make, the universe kind of then shifts itself around to fit, because there's loads of possibilities. And depending on the possibility that you select, the universe has to shift everything around to, to help you get to those possibilities and attain your goal. Mm, okay, so that that's an interesting insight. I mean, does this uh, one of the things that I've thought about, Kev, over over time is is this concept that using the terminology, the the polarized terminology of macro, obviously meaning big, and micro, obviously meaning small. So on a macro level, as part of our contract, that path is cut. That's that's determined. On a micro level, as a human being with all our ego and all our fallibility and everything that goes with that wonderful journey that's called being a human being, um, tears, tantrums and everything else, laughter, um, could it be, Kev, that although on a macro level, on a big level, the river flows in a certain direction, you know, that... That's sorted. That's organized. That's that's nature. She stepped in and said, that's how you will go on a big level because that's what you've signed up for. I'll give you a little bit of playtime on a micro level called free will. Play with it. Do what you want. Let your ego flare up and tell, you know, when things get a bit tough, tell you that actually, no, I've had enough of this. I, I, you know, why am I in this relationship? Why is this? Why that? Why the other? I'm going to do something different. And that's a bit like the the river that's flowing down the riverbank saying, stop, I don't want to flow this way anymore. I'm going to do it my way. And the riverbank, which is the macro, saying, it's not what you signed up for. Go on, then have a go and try and break the banks. But you know what? Within Sooner or later, you'll be back flowing the way that you're meant to flow. So I just use that in-flow metaphor, Kev and introduce that concept of macro and micro. Does that work? Does that make any sense? Or is that total um, baloney? It definitely makes sense. And, of course, the other thing is that we all have guides and guardian angels and everybody thinks they're fluffy and they're going to do all the nice things for us and stuff like that. Well, I don't believe that because they're part of your contract as well. Mm. And if you stray too far from your contract they're there to bring you back on and to help you to achieve your original contract and what it is that you wanted to learn so as far as i'm concerned if you're way off course your guides are guardian angels are going to come and give you that size 10 to get you back on the path that you agreed to be on on the first place Mm. yes of course you can carry on fighting it and you just won't get anywhere but eventually, at some point, something will happen, whether it's an event or a conversation or something like that, that will make you realize or wake you up to put you back onto your original course so you can achieve your goals. Mm. Well, listeners, there you have it. Just a brief insight into Kev's chapter of I agree to do what? And I can tell you, having read the the chapter several times, as I have with all other co-authors, world game changes as we as we are, because in our own way, we're you know we're sprinkling some magic into into the world. We're playing our part, if only on a dare I say a micro level, but we're all playing our part. 
So, um, yeah, if you want to know more about Kev's book and other amazing co-authors, the book will be out very soon, Mastering the Game of Life. Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have. He'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at www.paul-low.com. Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. 